Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Hello and welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell, answering your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Today's question comes from a listener on Facebook who says, how have you been able to get your younger children to part with toys? I'm trying to get rid of the giant four foot dollhouse we were gifted several years ago. My daughter is four and I think she only ever played with it three or four times years ago, yet she is so attached to it. Did I mention it's huge? Oh, and I hate it. I typically get rid of things they don't play with when they aren't around, but this is like a piece of furniture and she'll definitely notice its absence. So I have a big picture approach that I would like to offer. And it is that you have two paths forward, the teammate path and the benevolent dictator path. And the teammate path is that you talk to your four-year-old and you say, hey, let's think about, I'm going to assume this dollhouse is in her room, but whatever room it's in, it will work the same. I'm thinking about your room. And this dollhouse takes up so much space. And you don't ever seem to play with it. And I bet there's another kid who would love this. Let me show you all the things that are listed on our town recycling page. And just imagine how much another kid would like this since you don't play with it that much, don't you think? And let's think about how we could arrange your room when this dollhouse isn't here. And let's be teammates in figuring out how to get this dollhouse out of here. Then we have the other approach, which is benevolent dictator. And this approach looks like I noticed that you have not been playing with this dollhouse, and so I am going to move it out so that there's room for other things. And then they could say, no, I love my dollhouse. I know you have loved it and you've played with it a lot, but there's so many other kids who would benefit from this dollhouse, and since you don't play with it, this is what we're going to do. If I had to choose one of these approaches, I would take the teammate approach. I think it is helpful for kids to feel they are being heard. And the fact of the matter is you are the stronger teammate. And so you can guide this decision to where you want it to go. This is what we can do with the room. These are the reasons why this is happening. But really give your child the suggestion that you are making this decision together together as teammates. 
um, then you could sprinkle in a little benevolent dictator and say, you know, this is really the best choice and this is why we're doing it and push to that way. But I think the more buy-in you can get from your kid, the less resistance and drama and trauma you're going to have about it. One thing that I would suggest overall, and it does imply that you have some storage space in general, and we've talked about this a lot, and it's something that I haven't always been great about, but when I've been better about it, it's been better. Allowing for a rotation of things in a kid's room. Now, a four-foot dollhouse, this may be less possible with, but I still think if you're rotating the toys around it, you're going to have a better experience. So that rather than having kids have access to all their toys at the same time, that there's a place where the toy lives that's out of sight. Hopefully you have a garage, a storage space. I have an office with a desk underneath it. We have a bathroom that has a crazy little overhang area that's good for nothing. There is somewhere that a lot of the toys go. And believe me, this is not every morning you set up a new Wonderland for them. This is once a month, maybe, you take the three toys that are in there that aren't the dollhouse and you put three other toys in. One of the problems with big toys, like my daughter has a dollhouse in her room that is something that's been in the family and it's a very advanced dollhouse and I love it, but it doesn't get played with a lot because it's always there. And so I can't switch out the dollhouse, but I kind of switch the other things around so that the dollhouse doesn't just become part of the vision of the room that is like endless opportunities and therefore I don't actually want to play with anything. And I think that can really help in general. My kids are getting older. They're a little bit more into things like collections. But I know that when we pull stuff out from the bottom drawer, it is suddenly the most interesting thing in the room. And even for my older kids, we just found Simon, which is the throwback game from our day back in the 80s. It was in the bottom of a drawer. They all played Simon for two hours and passed it around. Now, in your case, it sounds like the problem is much more that you just want this dollhouse out of your house. So with that in mind, I would go back to the theory of teammate with your daughter to actually get it out. I'm going to link to an article from kidsactivitiesblog.com that gives lots of suggestions on helping kids clean out, how to have conversations with them about it. It's a lot of stuff we've talked about. The big picture is like less is more for all kids. You will have more time to play. Here's the other thing I would put in your path. You might not get rid of the dollhouse on your first, let's call it purge pass. You might go through the bedroom or the playroom five or six times and say, let's look at all of this stuff and figure out how to make the room better. Let's get rid of some stuff. Let's start rotating some of these toys. What about the dollhouse? No, I play with it all the time. Then the next time, what about the dollhouse? No, I play with it all the time. Mm, That hasn't happened since the last time we talked about this. And you can make it possibly a little bit more visible to the child that this dollhouse is part of the things that we might be getting rid of so that you're kind of ramping up to it and they don't have the total feeling of, oh my gosh, mom threw away my beloved thing. Not gonna say it's gonna be smooth, but I think if you want that dollhouse out of there, I'm team you. And then it's a question of how to get your kiddo on our team. I hope that helps. If you have a question for myself or Amy, you can ask them in our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash what fresh hellcast and you might hear your question on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening.
Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.